and welcome to the Trouble with the Snap podcast. I am Tyler Hayward. We are sorry that we took a little bit of a hiatus, but with break and Jeremy's trying to recover from COVID, I'm trying to recover from whatever it is that made my baby girl throw up like 16 times in a three-day window. And so at the same time, we also realize that the polls are coming up tomorrow and we wanted to get this out. Jeremy still recovering, though is uh, unable to be with us, Sean Vergoven stepping in. Be sure to like the podcast, uh, Trouble with Snap Podcast on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook, uh, Anchor, Spotify. Uh, check us out wherever you get your podcasts. And yeah, Sean, how you doing today, man? Not too bad, not too bad. How's it going? Oh, oh, you sound like you're doing better than me. Um, <laughs> that hurt so bad when it finally got to me it was that was brutal i was laid out for a day my oh, I uh, dude okay so he, here's the thing this is what i'm really grateful grateful for is i laid in bed for the entire day like literally it was respond to a text message from my boss fall asleep for an hour respond to a text message from my other boss fall asleep for 45 minutes and that that was literally what my day was when i was sick my wife is a champ all right she watched the baby the entire day still when uh it got to her wow. because i was out working like she, she is a warrior in every sense of the word so i want to give that shout out I know she won't listen to this, so that way, like, everybody knows that I mean this. <laughs> like, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we were going to lead off with uh, Michigan State basketball because we were going to talk about how great this team looked. You know, you don't really have that go-to guy, but, you know, when you miss your best perimeter defender in Max Christie, you miss your best post defender in Marcus Bingham, it slows down your transition game, which is where Michigan State gets their offense, and, hey, you're battling high point right now. Um, and that game is live, and so we know that's not really good to talk about on the air, so we're just going to keep our mouth shut, and maybe we'll address it later. Um, you know, I thought it was going to be a 20-point game, so that's how we were going to lead into it, but that's not the case. So, um, let's just dive straight into football, and look, we're both Spartans, so we're going to lead off with Michigan, just to get it out of the way. Yeah, even though it's a, you know, the, it's a doubt game, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, it's a to to be fair, it is a bigger game because it is a playoff game. Absolutely. So, yeah, but normally we uh, close with the bigger games and stuff like that. But I just want to get it out of the way, so I, I yeah. really don't care. Jeremy's going <laughs> to veto my vote. So, this, yeah, this why would your democracy? Um, but yeah, that's in Bennett, the quarterback for Georgia at this point, JT Daniels. Uh, Early season mock drafts had him projected the number one overall pick. Um, but Georgia's been swapping quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I'd say in a little more consistent yet efficient manner than what Michigan has. How big of a deal is it that um, Georgia's not going to have that? Well, so JT Daniels did clear COVID late last night. He did clear the COVID protocol. So they should have him back, at least according to what uh, CBS put out um but it is a huge so according to the offensive coordinator it sounds like it's Stetson Bennett though yeah (laughs) I I think Stetson will get the the, get the nod at start absolutely um I will say that it is a 
it is a big deal, but not as big a deal because Georgia, while they've been pretty, pretty good on offense, their offense is not what's is not what's driving that team. The the offense is just giving is just taking what the defense is giving them, aka every takeaway like this season sets them up with like less than a forty yard to a touchdown. So uh, the defense is what is what has gotten Georgia to this point. And I think as long as you have uh, was it Jordan Davis um, playing for Georgia and that their defensive starters intact, I don't think they have anything to be worried about. Is Stetson Bennett or JT Dana? for the offense because that defense Alabama out of Georgia's season, right? Because Alabama is Alabama. It is Nick Saban. He will, he will decimate literally everybody, right? Um, yeah. So when when they take, want to. Yeah. So if you take Alabama out of this, out of the equation, Georgia was letting up less than a touchdown per game per game, up less than a touchdown through 12 games, less than a touchdown. Now, Michigan does not have some prolific offense that they're going to just dominate Georgia. So it's I, I don't I don't think that Michigan is really going to be able to come out and do what they want to do. Now, every article I've seen from every from every reporter that's talked to people in the know is like Michigan has to stick with the run game. They have to stick with the run game. The problem is is when you take a team and you make them one dimensional aka run game only, you they're going to get beat, especially by a historically great defense like Georgia has right now. So yeah, I, don't, it, I, I just don't see it. That's the thing is, I think what the article is referring to is you have to primarily run it because Cade McNamara has not been in a third and seven situation or something like that where he's behind the sticks because of Corum and Haskins and that offensive line, which has opened up huge holes. And there is just an, it's just really interesting to say they have to run the ball. And when you look at Georgia's defense, you're thinking, dog, I would try to throw it on them. But at the same time, you don't, (laughs) you, you, you have good receivers you have a very what was at the beginning of the year a very underrated core of receivers. I'll be yes. the first to admit that, uh, and especially when Bell was gone, uh, you know that was just like, oh well, this receiver room's just a bunch of garbage now at this point. And the potential of Andrew Anthony, guess what? The receiver room is not that bad. It's not. No. It's not with Michigan State and what Ohio State's is, but it's not that bad. And so you'd sit there and you think, okay, you know, well, maybe they got to try to throw it. Well you can't really throw on these corners either. And you don't have a quarterback capable to the best of my knowledge of making those plays. And that's not a shot on McNamara whatsoever. I'm a McNamara fan. I thought he was getting crapped on unnecessarily at the beginning of the year. I thought he deserved more of an opportunity. I thought he's played absolutely great as of late. I think he's proved me right. If anything, but now it's time to make a play. And yeah. the last time you had to make a play, you let a 165-pound true freshman corner drop back uh, and fool you with his eyes and, uh, you know, send you yeah. home with your own loss of the season. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's part of the problem, right, is you, you said it at the beginning. Cade McNamara hasn't been in a fourth and five need a touchdown situation. He's been in a 
third and two, fourth and one, hey, you know, or a first and ten, we're going to fool him by throwing on first down. Cade McNamara, I mean, he's – don't get me wrong. Cade McNamara is not a bad quarterback. Cade he's, McNamara, still, he's a sophomore, yeah. right? Uh, I don't know. that. Heck, I saw one article talking about preparing J.J. McCarthy to take over next season. I don't. I was like, I thought Cade still had like a year left at least. Uh, um, yeah, I thought he had two. He he, Cade's yeah. gonna be there. McCarthy yeah. is McCarthy's gotta earn it next year, as far as I'm concerned. And talking like, oh well, use this offseason to prepare him for the. And it's, no, you do that in games like. No disrespect to Michigan State, you do that in games like the Peach Bowl. <laughs> you know, you do that in games like the Outback Bowl or whatever bowl that is not included in the college football playoff. You do not do that in the college football playoff when the only game where you played and things are looking a little bit dicey, you crap the bed twice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, so here's here's the example. Like, so Cade McNamara – um, so K so looking at his stats right now, right? Cade McNamara has complete he is attempted he has attempted 308 passes this season out of 13 games. That's I mean that is just a like that is just a crap. So he's at 23 passes a game, right? And so when you look at it, it's that's not world beater. He's only completed 200 of them. 200 of them. And he's only got an average attempt of 8.4 yards, but he has 15 touchdowns and four interceptions because he's throwing 10 yards. He's throwing five yards and Andrew Anthony takes it 94 yards to, uh, for a touchdown, right? So he's not, he is not winning them games. He is not, oh my God, like I'm putting the team on my back and I'm winning this game. No, he is, he is what. Andrew Maxwell was he is a game manager with a with a pretty good eye what we thought Andrew Maxwell was that is <laughs> what Kane is. <laughs> yeah and I mean, <laughs> yeah yeah uh, absolutely you, you said they they give up less than a- you give they give up less than a touchdown a game they uh are obviously you know uh World-changing defense by all counts. Yep. One quarterback was able to hurt him, and that was Bryce Young. Uh, yep. Do you want to know why Bryce Young was able to hurt him? Because Bryce Young can move in the pocket, and McNamara cannot move in the pocket. For all we know, he's a refrigerator with an arm. I think he's got – He, in regards to his legs, I'm going to compare him to another Michigan State quarterback. I'm going to compare him to Kirk Cousins. Yeah. You'll be – shocked at how he runs when he does decide to take off. I've seen Cousins run for 25 yards in the NFL on a play and just announcers flip out and it's like okay, first off, this is grown man professional athlete making $80 million. You know, he's got to be able to move a little bit. Um, (laughs) But Cade McNamara is kind of like that. If there is a lane, he will take it but that's not option one, two, three, four, or even five in some cases for him. And yeah, I mean, he, he's looking to dump off the Haskins before he's looking at running. Yeah, so and he's looking at those types. He's looking at those types of plays, and he's not looking to run the ball. And I think that, you know, Georgia's defense, you know, they lick their chops a little bit when they see a quarterback that likes, that likes to sit in the pocket. Yeah. So, uh, so 
Cade McNamara has has attempted thirty rushes this year. Thirty rushes, according to according to the stats, he has he has got right? yeah, he has gotten twenty seven yards on thirty rushes. Now some of those are probably sacks or kneel downs or what have you, yeah. but this kid is not taking off. He's not Kyler Murray. He's not Bryce Young. He's not going to go out there and beat this Georgia defense with his legs. He's not. Yeah. And I, no. I'm I'm sorry. That is what Georgia. That is how you beat Georgia. Like you yeah. look at what Bryce Young did. Bryce Young did it because, oh yeah, hey, I slipped Jordan Davis. I'm gonna dance around for four for four more seconds, and oh yeah, my you know my first round ever is wide open because that's what. So I mean, because everybody wants to go, everybody is crowning Georgia the national championship until the SEC championship game, and then they're like, oh man, they look they look vulnerable. That you can beat them. Blah, blah, blah. Like we were thinking, people were thinking Georgia was going to go 15 and 0, undefeated, walk to the national championship, right? There's yep. one problem with that. There is one in NCAA that cannot be discounted for anything, and that is Nick Saban at Alabama. Alabama will always be competing for a national championship as long as Nick Saban is coaching the Crimson Tide. And I'm sorry, when you look at those recruiting stats, it is. Alabama has 15 five-stars. Georgia has 13. Uh, Ohio State has 12. Michigan, three. Cincinnati, zero. I'm like, I am sorry. This you, The talent that Georgia and Alabama, you might be more cohesive, but at the end of the day, you still have to go through Kirby Smart and Georgia, who, by the way, has like five top four recruiting classes on his roster and Alabama who has five top two recruiting classes on his roster to get to a national championship. So I don't, I don't think that Michigan will end up getting blanked, but I could see it. I could absolutely see it because they're going to commit to the run and Harbaugh in, in his infinite idiom, if you will, idiocracy, he will kick a field goal down 30 points just so he can say he scored points in the playoff. D'Antonio did not do that. D'Antonio played. Hey, he's like, I got to try to get back in this. We we passed up, I think, two or three field goals trying to score a touchdown when we were in the yeah. playoffs. Harbaugh will kick a field goal down thirty just so he can say he didn't get he didn't get blanked in the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. And th- I mean that that's the thing though is like when you look at Harbaugh and the s- stubbornness of him to run, 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 run it's a bad thing you know i mean d'antonio had some stubborn things uh izzo's got stubborn things yeah and when you look at those two guys that's what ultimately made him great to an extent and when you look at harbaugh he's gonna sit there and he's gonna try to force it down his throat and everyone i hear a lot of the talking points like oh well you know he ran against ohio state ohio state's a really great team ohio state's a really great offense yeah, their defense is the, very suspect this year. Yeah, and where Michigan likes to run the ball, which is between the tackles, um, Georgia's got the best defensive, maybe the best defensive player in the nation. Yeah. And uh, Jordan I mean, Davis uh, lined up as a defensive tackle. And I think that that's going to be a huge huge difference. I don't think Michigan's going to be able to get the push. McNamara's going to have to make the play. Well, yeah, because Jordan David takes up two to three guys every play. Every play. They want to, they want to talk about Aiden Hutchinson or Ojabe getting double teamed. Hutchinson takes up the center and a minimum one guard every play. 
every play. Cause when you don't, that's when he's in the backfield and you've got a five yard loss. Yeah. No, because that is just what he does. Yeah. Now, uh, Stetson Bennett, um, you know, obviously the quarterback. Well, what do you make of uh, Georgia's offense against Michigan defense? Because here's the thing is I think that can actually change some things, even though Daxton Hill supposedly out for this game. Yeah. Um, I will say that. Um, so the, the problem that I think you're going to run into between the Georgia offense and the Michigan defense is we talked about, we talked about it before the Ohio State and we talked about it before our game. Michigan's defense is a one trick pony. They're going to send agent, agent uh, they're going to send Hutchinson Ojabe after you, and they're just going to cover everybody. They're waiting on coverage sacks. That's what they're waiting on because uh, Hutchinson, Hutchinson and Ojabe can get home to the quarterback. Those are the only that get home to the quarterback. Yeah, That's it. Like that's all, that's all they send. Everybody else is just, Hey, we're not going to let them score big. Um, and when they got when they get taken out of the equation, that's when you have a running back score five touchdowns on them and run right by them. Because when they get taken out of the equation via a tight end or a tight end crackback or a wide receiver du- doubling down on them, that's that's pretty much that's what takes them out of the play. I can't I can't name a cornerback for Michigan, and we played them, beat them. I well, I don't know who I don't know who their cornerbacks are. Turner's come along pretty well. Dax Hill's more of a safety, but yeah, I know you have Dax Hill at safety and you have Ojabe and Hutchinson at the defensive ends. Their linebackers are mediocre. I mean, don't get me wrong, they're not awful, but they're not world beaters. You know, they're yeah. not out they're not out there doing, you know, um what what is that dude's name? Um yeah, they're they're not out there, you know, tearing tearing everything up. And so you're like, all right, cool. Uh, Devin Bush, you know, they're not Devin Bush out there just, you know, making plays left and right. Their their linebackers oh, are doing really their job. Stuff up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I, I'm intrigued by this game. This is this this is the type of game that just suits me. It's run versus run. It's mm-hmm. defense versus defense. I think this well, this game could I'll, absolutely I'll, I'll be. 21 to 3. Like this game could absolutely be 21 to 3. It, it could look like the Clemson <laughs> opener with Georgia. Yeah. Um that but yeah, I'll I'll talk about the rest of what I was going to talk about uh during our picks. Um let's transition though to Michigan State in the Peach Bowl tomorrow. Um Ugh. they've <laughs> the the most interest least interesting of the your six bowls in regards to the fact that you have two guys who probably um well you have well, one Heisman finalist and one Walter one Camp well yeah. I've already I've come to the conclusion that the Walter Camp means more than the Heisman the Heisman is a freaking popularity it is a media hype train and so voted on by media as opposed to coaches and former yeah. winners of the award um you know the people who know the sport uh, yeah yeah, I'm so I, I'm I'm kind of coming a lot coming around to that idea, um, but it's funny it takes until it happens to your team to realize it. Um, yep. But Kenneth Walker out. Mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett out. Kenny Pickett is also losing his number two receiver. He still got the or Pitt is losing the number two receiver. 
Uh, they still got the Belitnikov, Belitnikov winner. Um, uh, Jordan Addison, yeah. Yep, and Michigan State is getting their number two receiver back in Jalen Naylor. Uh, this, I am, I'm confused by this game and just the players who have opted out. I'm absolutely baffled by it. First off, I'm getting a little sick of the opt outs, the people who are opting out. Like, uh, okay, the with the Walker thing. Let me let me explain like this. Walker is a top three running back. Yes, that's going to be a second round pick, regardless. Uh, Most likely, yeah. The NFL is stupid, and they don't realize what three down backs still do in the league. I don't understand that. Um, now, obviously, you need help. You need to spell him a little bit, you know, stuff like that. But he's a top three back, and so that is what it is. Your stock literally cannot get any higher than what it is. Yes. You get other guys opting out who are second rounders, and, you know, some third round quarterbacks, and it's just like, just like the opt-outs are getting a little bit stupid as far as I'm concerned. And that being said, that makes this game really difficult to even break down. No, here, here's what, here's here. It's easier to break down significantly easier to break down. And this is what I mean by this. So Michigan state who has historically like the worst pass defense in the country, right? Like just stat wise, Right there, that that is the premise of the defense this year. Is hey, we're gonna we're gonna make you throw forty five times on us a seat a game because we're not gonna let you run and we're not gonna let you throw deep. We'll give you that two to three yard pass every play, right? So that's the it is just, just statistically the worst defense. Now you take a you've taken a Heisman finalist, you have removed him from the equation. You have removed the offensive coordinator who was behind, like, I think I think Pitt has, like, the number four or five offense in the country. You removed the two key cogs in that. And uh, the only reason Jordan Addison have, hasn't declared is because he's a sophomore. He still can't go to the NFL. So he has to play. So you've removed those two key cogs, and you're starting Nick Patty, who has thrown, like, 40 attempts in his entire college career. Like, this dude, he came but in. he's decent in those attempts. Yeah, no, he's been decent. But this is a kid that was, um, in 2019, was competing for the starting job, right? Lost it to Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett went, did his thing last year. He said, hey, I'm coming back. This kid still didn't enter the transfer portal. So that tells me this kid either really loves Carson, Coach Narduzzi, which is a possibility, right? We all know that we all know and love the Nardog. But oh my this gosh, is- I had the greatest interview with him ever. Uh, anyways, <laughs> but it tells me that this kid does not have power, like power five capabilities. It just, he just doesn't. Because if he did, he would go somewhere else and try to start. At least Anthony Russo realized, hey, I've got to go somewhere and try to like raise my profile, right? This yeah. kid didn't. And so we're getting a kid that has has not thrown like really any meaningful passes this entire season. And we have an OC that has not been an OC before. And then you have, yes, we lost Walker. Don't get me wrong. Walker is, an, is a generational talent. Like we will probably never see a running back as good as Walker again in East Lansing. Got it. Totally attractive. However, you still have Elijah Collins. You still have um, Jordan Simmons. And you still have Harold Joyner back there you have 
those are the only offensive piece. Like Walker's the only true offensive piece you've lost. So you're now going defense on defense, which both are bad, but you have one offense that is all together and one that is in tatters. This this game is easy, man. It's it's Michigan State. Like I understand that Vegas doesn't know how to call this with all the opt outs. This is Michigan State by like a touchdown at a minimum. Yeah, and it's just kind of funny to me because at the beginning of the year, I was like, I don't want to. Uh, like, I'm cool. I'm cool with a uh, Kenneth Walker coming in because Jordan Simmons seems to be like a two yard cloud of dust type guy, three yard cloud of dust type guy. I mean, um, and so I was all right with the uh, canine coming in. But, I mean, you can go back and listen to, like, you know, earlier episodes of this very podcast, and I'm sitting there, and I'm begging for Elijah Collins. I'm yeah, almost, I mean, I don't swear, but I'm almost cursing out Tucker for, um, y- you know, going into the portal, not playing Collins last year, and stuff like that. And the thing is, is Collins actually looked good when spelling Walker <laughs> early yeah. this year. But you know, it took that first run for me to be like, oh, you know, maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll just wait and see what this uh, Wake Forest transfer can do. And yeah. I mean, the Wake Forest transfer thing, and it's going to sound uh, completely counterproductive to what I'm about ready to say. And to be fair, when you look at uh, what Pitt's been able to do on offense to begin with, they play in the ACC, and that's a trash conference. Oh, absolutely. I mean, granted, they had the best player in America from this year in that conference last year, they just didn't know it. But <laughs> I think that, uh, I, I think the addition of Naylor's huge, obviously. And oh, yeah. I think that slides Montori Foster into that slot role. And I think that's where he's more comfortable. Um, obviously, yeah. may, yep. obviously he won't be there next year. He's going to be starting, <laughs> but it's most, mostly coming back next year too. Right. Yeah, uh, so far, so far, Jaden Reed, Jaden Reed is the only only wide receiver we may potentially lose, and he has not said whether he's coming back or not. Wait, 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 wait. I, I thought Speedy was a senior. Nah, Speedy's a junior, man. Oh shoot! Yeah, all right, I get behind this. Um, yeah, look, like I said, been on bed rest for a couple of days. I should not be doing yeah. this right. Now. I feel like I'm not ready for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Foster, well, so, I think Foster's going to take over that third role, role, but I mean, I think that this is going to be good because I think I think he jumped Trey Mosley, and I mean, with no disrespect to him, football plays are still drawn up the same, and what I mean by that is slot guys still get the same type of plays, and the, it's meant for the smaller receivers, not meant to go up and get it and stuff like that. And Michigan State still runs that type of an offense. And I think that works for Foster. It does. So uh, I I will say that I personally, like, I think getting Speedy back what is absolutely crucial. I, so I know we have certain friends that are like, this isn't a meaningless bowl, right? I'm sorry. With the opt-outs that we have, don't get me wrong, I fully support uh, Walker opting out. He has a short shelf life. God forbid he gets injured. He's lost millions of dollars. I don't care who you are. If I offer you $10 million to walk out of your office at the end of the day and not talk to a single person about work, you're gone. I don't care who you are. That's essentially what this kid is doing. 
is he's getting offered about $10 million to go play in the NFL. And if he gets injured, that money evaporates. Yeah. So, but this is a, this is a, a meaningless bowl in the, in the grand scheme of things, because you're playing an ACC team that isn't named Clemson. You're playing Pitt. That means not nothing. Like, it's not it's not a sexy bolt it's not a sexy opponent you're not playing i mean you're not even playing like a big name you're playing pitt you're not playing florida state you're not playing clemson i mean to go don't get me wrong pitt is significantly better than florida state but beating florida state carries more national prestige than beating pitt even though pitt did produce the best nfl defender in the league currently but that carries yeah. more weight than playing florida state yeah like <laughs> i at the end of the day, though, the problem the problem is is you're playing you're playing an ACC opponent. Yeah, they're the ACC champions. Cool. I'd rather play Cincinnati. Like at least that means at least you beat a good team. Pitt lost to Western Michigan, man. Like I'm yeah, sorry, you can't what forty one points on them. Yeah, you Maybe. can't sit here and say that this is a great team. Like this is really going to raise the profile of uh, of Michigan State by beating Pitt. And don't get me wrong, I'm all about hey. The, the coaching staff, they want to recruit Georgia. They want to make Georgia like our second home. I'm all for it. Cool. Like, awesome. Here's the problem. We play we play tomorrow in, in about – so we play roughly 26 hours from now. I, will, I am willing to almost guarantee that out of our three-hour game, at least two hours of that is talking about the playoffs. They will almost not talk about our game at all. They won't. They won't. They won't mention it. They won't do anything because you've got pick it out. You've got Walker out. That's going to be a. That's going to be 35 minutes of commentary right there. They're going to be talking about Michigan. They're going to be talking. They're going to be talking about Michigan and Georgia, Alabama and uh, Alabama and Cincinnati, because our game just isn't exciting. It's not. I'm sorry. Um, you'll like, get your standard. You'll get your standard like bull bomb in regard to, you know, what that means for the program. Get the eleven wins. You'll get the stuff like that. That counts um a little bit, but you can't sit there and you know, hey, Mel Tucker's coming out here. He's in his second year. He beat Michigan. He beat you know this team. You don't have this other team that he went out and beat. Beating Miami carries more. Beating a healthy Miami team carries more weight than what beating uh, Pitt would do. Yes. And absolutely. Uh, you know, so Michigan State did that already at the beginning of the year. I, so I'm not a fan of I mean I agree with what you say but at the same time it's big to say we want a new year six bowl. And it helps a little bit. It's not like oh well we beat Georgia in the new year six bowl or we beat Baylor in the New Year Six Bowl or anything like that, but yeah. it's still a you. You can still use the New Year Six Bowl and you can still promote it. And that's one thing that I absolutely love about Michigan State is their marketing for the football program is absolutely unbelievable. Oh yeah, um, it's absolutely insane. It might be the best in the country, given the fact that they're not a top ten to. 15 program in regards to history of football now the top 20 maybe yeah. they're definitely top 25 and so it's not like they're also playing with just pennies while everybody else is playing with dollars but 
their their marketing is unbelievable believable and they'll find a way to be able to push that but we need to wrap it up here so we need to get to our predictions before we get to yours and we'll start with the michigan game for you uh we do have guest predictions coming in via text message oh from i have to say it he's gonna make me say it and he's gonna be mad if i don't say it from fantasy football league champion anthony iani <laughs> you lost to anthony no i didn't lose to him i didn't even make the playoffs <laughs> but dude, he, he doubled up the team he played in the championship those are always but, good games when you're like i've only played four players and i'm already gonna win those he, are great games He's sitting there sending me John Cena gifts or whatever halfway through the first set of games on Sunday. Like, it was, <laughs> but uh, the champ is here. Um, <laughs> got the, yeah, but he says Georgia by twenty, Michigan State by seventeen. Sean, we'll uh, start with your Georgia prediction. Um, so here's the thing. I at the end of the day, it boils down to. I just think John. I just think Harbaugh's a crap coach. Like he can recruit talent. Like kids, kids buy into it. I think Kirby but Smart's a crap coach too. He is. He is. So <laughs> I don't know. But at the, so here's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with the Georgia defense does what Georgia the Georgia defense has done all year to teams not named Alabama, and they shut them. They might score a field goal. They might score a field goal. I'm going with like. 21 to 3 because Cade McNamara is going to throw a couple picks. I'm so I'm, I'm dancing right along that line. I'm going to say 24 to 10. I think Quorum's got the potential to break one. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where it ends. Um, <laughs> at the same time, the best rush defense that Michigan played all year was Michigan State. Yeah, and, and uh, they got, yeah, they they didn't they didn't do well. They no, just didn't. No, they didn't. They, and that includes Corm. That includes Haskins. So now you're playing Georgia, and that's a big step up for Michigan State. Oh, also, and you're playing Georgia's secondary, which tends to be a little bit of a step up for Michigan State's trash secondary. Also, I, you're playing a pissed-off Georgia. Georgia's had to sit there for two weeks, actually a month, and listen to how Alabama just dismantled them. Yeah. So, out, don't get me wrong. Kirby Smart's not a great coach, but he's going to be out there to make a freaking statement, man. He's going to be. Absolutely. Let's let's go. So yeah, uh, yeah. I've I've got Georgia in this one. Um, yeah. What? Uh, let's see. Michigan State versus Pitt. Um. All right. So, uh, I am going with. You know what? I'm thinking. We're going to go with, uh, let's go 28 to 9. Oh, 28 wow. to 9. So, because it happens. I think Michigan State pretty much imposes their will on offense. They get to do what they want. And then the defense does what the defense has done all year. They let up a crap ton of yards, but no touchdowns. So, Pitt is going to end up kicking like four, like three or five field goals. And just like because they can't score touchdowns, and so when you go touchdown to field goal, the touchdowns always win. So I think that's I think that's going to be the decider in the game. I'm going to say third. I'm going to say thirty-one to twenty-four. 
Michigan State. Wow. Okay. I Pitt still has the best receiver in college Nick football. Patty. He does. He does. They the still have. They still have the best cor- receiver. I, I don't. He has I don't care what quarterback passes. I don't care what quarterback lines up under center with our secondary. I don't. <laughs> like Ronald Williams has come along really nice, actually. Like I think he's very underrated given his start to the season. Oh, you but, are not a Ronald Williams. Don't forget, yeah. Chester Crimbo is out, also out there. So, unless we're well, getting that, Jeff Brantley back. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that's what I focused my attention on lately. Because here's, here's the thing. I I have not noticed Ronald Williams out there for Michigan State. And that's a good thing if you're a corner. Yeah. Because you're not, well, your you name's know, not getting called for getting beat. You're not getting interceptions and deflections and stuff like that. But I've not noticed him out there. And it's that yeah. just means he's doing his job. And yep. so... That or everyone's just staring. They're like, "Okay, where's Kimbrough?" And that's why I'm gonna whip that thing. Like, so if I, if, so I'll be honest. That, if I'm that, Hazleton, that, like, if I'm Hazleton, I'm just saying, Brantley, Addison, that's your job. You shadow because, Addison, Xavier, Xavier Henderson. You provide top coverage. We're just gonna double team this guy. Make somebody else beat us. They tried well, it against here, Purdue, here's and the thing. David Bell still ran all over us. And here's the thing, though, is Brantley, though he's young, he's a freshman, and mm-hmm. he's still got to put some muscle on, and he's s- small just in general. Putting him, I've thought, I thought about it today, actually. Put, yeah, put him on Addison because here's the thing: is he's still freaky athletic, and he's still a little stronger than people think. And yeah. so it's not in ideal matchup i don't think there really is an ideal matchup i mean no we maybe don't eight have... years so maybe eight years ago when dark quest and arc was in east lansing um but there there's not an ideal matchup right now for michigan state that might be the best matchup is put the freak athlete freshman on there with something to prove with some because he didn't play he hasn't played much since the michigan game yeah he's been and injured. yeah and get, give him an opportunity to go out there and make a name for himself and uh, if because he's so young, if he needs a break just to kind of collect his thoughts on the sideline or something like that, so be it. Give him a break and put in Marquis Lowry because Lowry is really handsy. He's really physical. He'll probably get three pass interference called on him in one play if he's guarding Addison. But, but I'm for it. But I'm for, I'm for throwing Pitt off their game, and I yep. I don't I don't think Michigan State does it quite like that but i i think michigan state's got all the offensive tools still elijah collins is still a good back um you know people forget he still rushed for a thousand yards his first year or he would have if he started the first game and i think that um i i think i think that michigan state still has enough firepower to outscore pit despite michigan state secondary because Look, here's the thing. I think, despite the fact he's thrown 40 passes, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna get that total in this game. I don't think Pitt's gonna even try to run the ball. I think they know what they're up against. Narduzzi's not an idiot. He knows what Michigan State's built on. Even though everybody from his time in East Lansing is gone, except for Drew Beasley, because he was there, you know, in 1966. Oh, you mean player-wise? Yeah, or player or coach-wise. Well, Cause no, because was... Ron Barnett's there, and Harlan or Ron uh, Ron Burton and Harlan Barnett are both there. Yeah, that's true. But most everybody else is gone, and like I yeah. said, except for Drew Beasley, because Beasley was around in '66, opposite Bubba Smith. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that 
I I'm I think that Michigan State can just outscore them. I think Pitt's going to throw the ball a ton. I think there's going to be a mistake on Pitt's part. I, look, all I want is Xavier Henderson to show he's a senior and take better angles. And yeah. I, if 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 he does that, Michigan State's going to win this game. It's all it's all on number three. And so, look, we'll see how that goes tomorrow. Do you have a high point update? Oh, uh, we won by 30, 20, something. 20? Like 81 to 68. Well, which one was it? Because I put the money on Michigan State when it was like a 14-point spread. There's a big difference. Yeah, you covered. All right. So, because no, it was 80, it was 81-68. Wait, did you say 14-point spread? Yeah. Oh, I don't think you covered. <laughs> Crap. All right. <laughs> Anyways, that does it for us here. <laughs> oh, the trouble with the Stamp Podcast. For Anthony Ianni's guest picks, for Sean Vergovin, I'm Tyler Hayward. This is the trouble with the Stamp. We'll see you next year. All right. Later.